behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix It Radio. All right, good morning. It is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, of course, Larry Unger, who normally answers phones, but joining me on air today. Uh, Dennis is uh, out today. And thank him for what he does here uh, when he is here. So thank you, Dennis, and hope you have a great day off. He's actually been working lately, so. Well, that's good. Is that re- you know, he's retired, then he works, and, you know. Yeah, well, I'd rather just retire. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers go out to those folks in Kentucky. We've got folks that listen to us all over the country, and some of you even have relatives and folks that live in those different areas. And if you were just waking up or getting going this morning and didn't know, a big tornado went through the Eastern Missouri, Kentucky area, about a 200-mile swath of land, I believe, wiped out a town called Marysville, up to 100 people maybe uh, maybe, uh, deceased. We're not sure exactly yet on that state of emergency in Kentucky. But if you look at the pictures of the devastation, it is absolutely, uh, it's just mind-boggling the things that can happen. And this one, from what I'm reading and what I've gathered this morning, has some of the highest winds recorded of almost any tornado periods some 283 mile an hour winds uh, that was the gate velocity at 5,000 feet above ground that was uh, in Missouri near Carthersville and so it makes us the strongest tornado gate to gate couplet in Doppler radar history previous was a tie between Greensboro Kentucky and Tuscaloosa uh, back in 07 and 2011. So far, this one hit three states. It's incredible. Absolutely amazing. And this is not tornado season. No, it's not. That's why it's amazing. So, folks, that's a reminder. I know we talked about this. Joe even called in last week and mentioned, you know, insurance and, you know, going around the house with a video camera and making sure that you've got a record of all of your your belongings and things like that. And, And again, not to you know, make light of anything that just happened, but this is a reminder that these things can happen. Even in Colorado, you know, we have had tornadoes as far west, at least to my knowledge, and if I'm wrong on this, somebody correct me, but I think as far west as Thornton, we have had yep. tornadoes in this Denver area. I remember that very yeah. well. It's 80, I'm going to say 84th and Washington Street. Yes, so just a little east of I-25, not yep. much, a block or so away from I-25. And typically, we don't get those in the in the city here. But again, they have been known to happen. We lost Lyman. Uh, I don't know how many years ago. You know, probably 30 years ago or so. There was a big tornado that went through Lyman. You know, took out the majority of that town. Uh, lives lost then. So it, it can happen here in Colorado, especially in our listening audience, where we you look at the the range that our you know signal goes, and you know we go all the way out into Kansas, Nebraska all the way down south, almost to New Mexico. So we cover a large swath, and there's a lot of you listening that can really be affected by two things, especially here in in our area. Tornadoes, so tornadoes and high winds, or flooding. Flooding is a big thing here. You don't think about flooding in Colorado much, or people outside of this area don't think much about it. But flooding is actually a bigger deal here and probably one of the biggest risks. You know, we get blizzards and things like that as well, but they typically don't take out 
you know, homes and, and, and lives and things like that. You know, big bad blizzards can can affect that, you know, in, in certain ways. But typically it's tornadoes and flooding that we run into. So, again, uh, rule of thumb, just keep your insurance not only up to date, but keep track of your belongings. And, and I know I say this all the time, but it's really it's not expensive on the personal uh, belonging side of the fence to take inventory of that, get a pretty good estimate of what you've gotten, and as Joe reminded us of last week, just because you have $150,000 worth of personal property insurance doesn't mean they write you a check for 150. You have to itemize and prove that you had that 150. You can buy that insurance, but that it's not a blanket. At least with the majority of policies I've ever been uh, affiliated with, it's not just a blank check for 150. You have to prove and itemize what's under that 150. Which goes right back to keeping receipts. For everything that you buy. Got to keep track of it. Yes. Yes, Larry. Very much so. And again, just thank you, Joe, last week for reminding us of that. These sorts of events remind us even more so that it's very important to do those things. And it really is important, I think, as well to, this is where having an agent, like we have with Paul Lewinberger from American National Insurance, to have an agent that's willing to sit down, meet you at your home, Look around. In some cases, depending upon the cost of your home, American National actually sends a team out. They do an actual rebuild appraisal of your property to tell you what is it going to cost to rebuild it. And then they base that rebuild off of that particular estimate. And then that burden is on them, not you, when it comes to the rebuild of. Because they're looking at all of the different things, not furnishings, but all the different things that are involved in the building of your house. They're then looking at all of that and what are the costs of it and so on. And, again, they're one of the few companies I know that actually sends a team out to do what I just said. Not a, an appraisal of what the home is worth, but an appraisal of this is what it will cost to build this structure back to the way it is now. And if they do that today, in five years from now, you lose your home. Does that price still say? Well, they'll, they do the cost of, of you know construction, living, whatever you want to call it, increases along the way so the answer is yes okay again that burden goes back on them at that point because they're the ones that sent you know a team out to double you know to basically check to see what's it going to cost to rebuild and i don't know what the threshold is there that's where paul lewinberger at american national can help you and again he's my agent most of you a lot of you listening by the way he's your agent as well but for those of you that are you know using a, an online service especially please don't no that that online insurance company you know they're they're there to collect a premium when something does happen you you don't know who you're dealing with you don't know how that's going to work you don't know if you're going to be properly insured or not most chances are you're not i just went through you know the cabin my cabin up in granby being burned down just a little over a year ago so i understand fully what all this insurance stuff is like and i can tell you from being a part of a facebook group up in that area that uh, probably half of the neighborhood, so up there, there was about half the neighborhood that was taken out by the fire. That's the other risk we have in this area yes. is fire. Yep. I forgot about that one. I don't know why, but <laughs> fire is another big one. And I will tell you that I, I, my guesstimate would be half of the homes in that area were underinsured or, believe it or not, not insured at all. And when it burned to the ground, th- there's no way to rebuild. There. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's gone. You're you're done. Yep. Unless you've got a lot of money you've set aside in the bank to self-insure yourself, which most people don't do, you're not rebuilding. 
So, well, and the sad part to that is even if you have insurance, there's certain requirements that your insurance company will ask you to do to make sure that your home is stays as safe as it can. Cut, you know, cut your timber back and right. so on and so forth. So, yeah, and for those of you that are in those particular areas we just mentioned as well, which again, our our listening audience is large. Uh, you know, please, again, this is just just a reminder of what happened in Kentucky last night to make sure that you've got everything dialed in, you're safe. Uh, you know, this com- comes back even to some of the other sponsors. We've got MySolarBackup.com, where you can get a solar generator in times like these, where now in the case of, of your house being completely ripped off the foundation and it's completely gone and done, you know, that's a whole different situation. But, you know, here in Colorado where we have things that come up, uh, and even even then, you know, there's there's folks that, that live in those parts of the world where, you know, there are, are sellers and things like that that they go into. And that's where you'd want to make sure you've got all of that stocked and handled and, you know, able to withstand those sorts of things. So, you know, the other thing, too, and we don't talk much about it on this show, we, we might here in the future would be EMPs and things along those lines. You know, what do you do in those types of situations? Uh, we may very well get into some of that in the in the not too distant future as well. But again, just a reminder, please make sure that your insurance is up to date. Those of you that are listening on Tuesday, uh, right before Rush to Reason as well in our replay show, please, same to you. Uh, there'll be more information by Tuesday coming out on all that happened in this uh, in this big tornado that went through Kentucky, Missouri, Kentucky, uh, and you'll know more by then. But again, this is one of those things where it's just a fresh reminder that we really need to pay attention, make sure you've got all your things dialed in, and folks, that includes, and if you look at this particular tornado, this wasn't just house. This is house, personal belongings, car, oh, yeah. you name it. I mean, if you were parked at home, at home, you, you there's nothing left. You look at the pictures of the, it, it literally ripped the trees from probably halfway up. They're, they're just sticks that are sticking up right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gone. gone. Everything is gone including that that all of that property the car as well so again all of that has to be handled correctly i've known far too many people where some sort of devastation like this happens and and they're broke they're bankrupt afterwards because they did not have things handled on the front side correctly so this is a good reminder to sit down with paul make sure that you've got everything dialed in insurance wise and and yes can you be overinsured absolutely and paul will make sure that that doesn't happen Unfortunately, most are underinsured, not overinsured. I would say the biggest majority is underinsured. Time goes by. You forget to check on things. Yep. You accumulate certain things. You try to save money here or there. And, and there's other ways to save money, by the way. High deductibles, things like that. We'll you know, drop in the glass insurance, which we're going to talk to Novus Auto Glass in the Drive Radio Hour. Uh, hours, I should say. Uh, you know, There's ways to actually... you know change some of the things on insurance around to save money but still be properly protected and if some big catastrophe like this happens you're not going to be left out in the cold well not only that and i just thought about this while you were talking but you your house may not catch fire but if the house next to you does it can cause damage to your house or even start your house on fire Mm -hmm. and if you're not prepared for that Yep, there was a house in my son's neighborhood about this time last year that exactly the same thing happened, Larry. It burned about two-thirds of the house down. I've been watching it. It has since been, you know, rebuilt, and I'm not sure whether the folks are going to live in it, sell it, whatever. But, you know, bottom line is, yes, the other houses around it, I say plural, 
because it wasn't just that house. You know, is it when the, you know the, the way these neighborhoods are built today, the majority of homes, I mean, let's face it, folks, you can spit from one house to the next. <laughs> yeah, you sure um, can. <laughs> uh, the flames will travel from one house to the next. Yes, it will. So that Larry brings up a great point there. So it may not just, you know, it, it, this, this may not just may not be anything to do with you. It may not be your fault any any way, shape, or form. But if the house next door, for some odd reason, catches fire, you're at risk as well. Well, several years back, in my neighborhood, we had a house that was a meth house, and it blew up. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And it took houses on both sides. Oh, of it. yeah, it did. Sure it did. Yep. So another great example. So, all right, we got some other tips along those lines as well. I did want to talk about home automation today, and some of you may have already started that process. I'm going to give you some tips on home automation, what you should be looking for, and you know how to do some of that. It is changing dramatically as we speak. It, it actually, I was thinking about this today on the way down. It's one of the few areas of innovation in this country that is actually happening. There's not a lot. I'm, I'm here to tell you, we talked about this on Rush to Reason this past week some. There's not a lot of innovation going on right now. Just look around at the things that are out there that you think, okay, why isn't this better? Why isn't that better? There, there's not a lot of innovation happening right now. I'm just being honest, with the exception of home automation. There has been some decent uh, uh, how should I say this, uh, products that have been invented that's making home automation much, much cheaper and easier than it once was. And in a lot of cases, this goes back into even this, you know, safety end of things, the smash and grabs, the cutting off of catalytic converters, the porch theft. These are things we'll talk about as well when it comes to home automation. So we'll come right back, though. If you got a question for us, Larry and I, 303-477-5600. You can text us as well, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. We'll be right back, though. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. Did you know that all insurance companies and their agents are not equal? They aren't equal in service, how they handle claims, or how they protect you, the customer, in the case of an accident, especially one that is not your fault. You want the best insurance company and agent to represent you that money can buy. And I have found Paul Lewinberger at American National Insurance, an A-plus rated insurance company. Paul will go the extra mile for you and help you find the right coverage that meets your needs. He can handle your home, auto, RV, boat, ATV, RTV, motorcycle, second home, or your life insurance. 
Paul will truly look out for your best interest and make sure you have the coverage you need. Don't buy insurance from people you don't know and have never met. Buy from a locally trusted agent that I've known for 10 plus years. Paul Lewinberger, American National Insurance, 303-662-0789 or find him at drive-radio.com or at fixitradio.com. Buy an investment, not a job. Because John Rush has bought and sold his own businesses in the past, he has learned the hard way what happens when you purchase a disorganized company. You end up buying a job. John knows what it's like to work 80 hours a week just to keep a business afloat. He's not a broker, but he can spot the difference between a well-run company and a chaotic one. Hire John Rush to evaluate a business before you buy it. Email john at rushtoreason.com. Back when he had one service van and no money, Lewis knew he had one shot at success, happy customers. A lot of HVAC companies offer what Lewis likes to call the taillight guarantee, meaning once you watch them drive away, you're not getting any more help. Even before Absolute became an HVAC company, back when they only offered electrical services, Lewis made a different kind of promise. From the call to your care, we'll be there 24-7. To this day, you can ask anyone at Absolute about their top priority as a company, and they will start talking about customer service. Lewis never lost sight of that one key to success as he continued to add new services. Even now that Absolute offers boiler services, a famously hard-to-find skill set known for unresponsive technicians, Lewis only hires people who commit to their customers long term. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will come back long after their taillights disappear. Schedule an appointment 24 hours a day, 365 days a year at AbsoluteFix.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, folks, we're back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560, myself. Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer, Larry Unger, who normally answers phones, but joining me on air today and talking about the devastation that happened last night down in the, looks like, actually, it's Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky. Kentucky may be taking the largest brunt of it, but there's some things on Twitter even uh, talking about a large incident in Manette, Arkansas, uh, which I'd have to get, I don't know that area, so I have to get the map out. I know a little bit about some of that area. I've never lived back there or even had a lot to do with that whole part of the country. So I will have to get the map out and do some investigative work once the shows are over today and kind of figure out. But it looks like a long line from like Arkansas to Missouri to Kentucky, kind of this diagonal line going up through there. From what I understand, fairly narrow, kept the intensity way up. And everything I'm reading, and it's just, just devastation from the beginning to the end. Well, the other thing you might consider, and I'm not one to be a – volunteer but if you feel necessary to help the red cross give them a call and donate yeah and or if you've got the ability whatever you're doing maybe you can take some time off of work they're looking for doctors and nurses i did see that on twitter where if that's uh uh, up your alley and you've got the you know you've got the ability to do that and and i guarantee you they're going to need all sorts of other help even after that, from just cleanup to rebuilding and so on. I mean, literally, if you look at the pictures on Twitter, and, you know, a lot of times in a, in a tornado, you'll see one little part of town, 
and the other part's still standing. Right. Joplin back in the day when the tornado came through Joplin, Missouri, you know, took out like half the town. The other half was still standing. In this particular case, I, I don't think there's any of the town, from what I've seen in the pictures that are coming through, I don't think there's any of this town of Mayfield left. From what I saw what you were showing me, I didn't see anything. Yeah, there's there's, there's just – anyways, we'll learn more. I know, I know a lot of you are going to listen to this again on Tuesday. There will be a lot more information that comes out. But a lot of you are just waking up to this. And, uh, you know, again, we this does not affect us. But Charlie reminded us today there's actually a high wind warning out later today uh, here along the Front Range as well. So it's, again, a good idea just to make sure that everything is – you know, button down, you've got things handled, all your patio furniture is put away. Don't let that blow around, blow into windows or the side of the house. And then once all this is done, get Dave Hart from RoofMax out and do a double check of all of your roofing. Make sure you haven't lost any shingles. There's not a bunch of crud in the gutters, all that good stuff. Dave at RoofMax, who's, by the way, all of our sponsors listed right on the website, fixitradio.com. Uh, make sure you get him out and do some checking on that as well. All right, home automation. And this is this, like I said earlier, this is an area where there does continue to be really good, solid advancements in home automation. When I say home automation, what do I mean? Well, honestly, you name it. It's everything from automatic thermostats, you know, programmable thermostats, to garage doors, to camera systems, to lighting, to switches, to even outlets, to smart locks on the doors, to you pretty much name it, and, and most everything can be automated. And I will say that, and, and I don't know if this has been, and Charlie, maybe you know better than I, I don't know if this was a Google thing where they, underneath their Google Home you know, and Alexa and the combination of, if they made it in such a way that as long as these particular companies are participating, I guess is the best way for me to say that. And I know there's a lot of things behind the scenes, a lot of you technical guys, I know I'm probably not saying that correctly, but if they're sharing some of their code, let's just say it that way, correctly, Google Home allows you to incorporate a lot of these devices under one app, Google Home. So for example, if you've got a Arlo camera system or Ring, and say you've got a, I don't know, I, I use a, a product called GoSund for automated switches. You have the ability with Google Home to incorporate your Nest or Honeywell thermostat along with all of these other devices. And basically, you can put everything in group it according to whatever room or outside area that you would like to under that Google Home app. So instead of opening up four or five different apps, you can go to Google Home, open up that app, and have everything that you need listed under whatever section of the house you have it arranged by. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. You know, everything is Wi-Fi anymore. And you only have so much Wi-Fi on your phone that you can use. You can run out of, run out of Wi-Fi spaces. <clears throat> yeah, so what, what, what the Google Home does, to, to Larry's point, instead of having all these different apps and different things that are spread all over the place, you put it all underneath one app, Google Home. I mean, you, you still have your other apps there, but it's all functioning under one. And it's just a collective place to put everything, and, and it works really well. But, yeah, it, it's, it, it's amazing if most of you would stop, and some of you have the tech technical ability to do this, a lot of you don't care, but if you ever stop and look at your home network and actually look at how many devices 
are actually talking on the network at any given time, it would shock you if you've got any kind of automation going on, it would shock you how many different things are on your network. There's a lot. A lot going on. My uh, my granddaughters wanted to bring her friends over, mm-hmm. so they wanted to connect to my Wi-Fi. Well, you have to get, right. on, get on the Internet to connect to it. I'm only allowed 10 connections. Okay. Well, I ran out of connections. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, you got to be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, depends on how you've got your network set up, what you do there, and so on. And again, some of you are very technically savvy and understand all of that. Others, it's plug and play, and you're expecting the device to do, you know, all of what you need it to do. So, home automation, though, I wanted to, again, talk into some of the specifics of what's there. And what I will tell you is just like anything else you go to do, you're best off before you start doing anything, or if even you've started and you've only got a few things that are automated, really map out what am I going to automate, what products am I going to use, and will they all work underneath that Google Home you know, single app when it's all said and done? Because if not, you end up having this hodgepodge of things all around the house with no collectiveness to it whatsoever, and, and what I have found is when you do that, you will not use some of those automated devices like you probably should be with the money you invested in them because it's sort of that, Larry, out of sight, out of mind thing. Yep. And not only that, but if you have too many items on your Wi-Fi system, it slows it down. Oh, I can. Sure, yeah. You've you got to have enough bandwidth. Otherwise, yep, you're, you're crawling along. Yep. Very well said. Uh, Bill in Lakewood, you're next, sir. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Hey, Thanks Merry for calling, Chris- Bill. Merry Christmas. Everybody. Merry Christmas to yeah, you, sir. I got two questions here. Hey, uh, well, actually, can I do a car question too? Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't okay, care. Well, that, that'll sure. do that last. Um, first question is, how hard is it to change a thermostat? Is there a lot of little tiny little wires on the wall? I'm glad you asked that. It was one of the things I was going to talk about today. Uh, this is the other thing when you're looking at smart thermostats is you have to know the system you have and how it's set up. What I mean by that is... Not every system has the 24-volt reference wire or voltage wire coming back to power the actual smart thermostat, which means that smart thermostat, if it's only a two-wire system that you have in your house, basically turning the furnace or, in my case, the boiler or a zone on or off, you have to have powered thermostats that are independent from the system otherwise those thermostats won't work the other thing you have to be careful of bill is making sure that if you've got a variable speed furnace the automated thermostat you're buying works with the variable speed furnace because not all of them do now today i think they've gotten better i think the majority of them you have to double check but the majority of them will work with a variable speed furnace but i will tell you in the early ages of automated thermostats they didn't they did not oh, oh see my my stuff's 1996 it's time i'm gonna replace the furnace and everything well in that case you, you they will uh, the high efficiency furnaces will most likely have a variable speed furnace you know variable speed fan i should say in it they're going, it's going to be a high-efficiency furnace as well because that's all we can buy now, uh, which is, is not such a bad thing. They, they do work much better than the old furnaces did and, uh, and just how they heat and the variable speed fans work well. Again, if you're going to, though, go to a, a automated thermostat, I would – in fact, if it were me, Bill, when you're doing the furnace, just have all that done at the same time. Well, see, the thing is, like, 
the thermostat I got, I hated. You know, when I when I upgraded the furnace and air conditioning and all that, it takes batteries, and it's and you gotta and it's programmable. I don't use the program at all. Mm. All I, and so I got to put the date in, the time, and all that. <laughs> it always happens at ten thirty. Of course, night. of course. But anyway, okay. I was just wondering about that. Hey, Bill. Hey, the other hey, thing you might want to do is give Arc Electric a call and have them just I come know. out and look at they're, it. They're who, they're who I would call, right? Yeah, they'll just come out and look at it and, and give you some you know, okay, suggestions. Here's, here's the trick question. Now, what the heck? They just put this on a couple of weeks ago. What the heck is the smart meter outside? What the? I, I looked online. It's so you can see what the house is using when you're not home. Is that what the deal is? It's really more so that the, in my opinion, it's more so the utility company can see what you're doing, not yep. what you're doing yourself. I mean, I don't care what the house is doing when I'm not home. I don't care either, but the smart meters are coming. I don't know that you even have any say. I think it's one of those things where if you're buying, if you're buying, uh, you know, power from Xcel Energy, and they decide to put a smart meter on the side of your house, I, you, somebody can correct me on this, but I don't think you have any choice. I don't think you can say no. No, I think you could have, because we got some kind of notice. My wife said you could, I, I, and I could be wrong at this. I thought she said that you could reject it or something. Yeah, you like know what? I just looked up. So while you were talking, Colorado opt-out fees. Residential and C-rate commercial customers have the option to opt out of a smart meter and instead receive a non-communicating meter. To cover metering reading costs, customers who opt out of receiving a smart meter in the Metro Denver area or Boulder areas will pay a monthly charge of $11.84 per meter per month. Customers in all other areas of Colorado will pay a monthly charge of $23.84 per meter if they choose to opt out of the smart meter. Well, that's because then they have to come read Because they got to come read the meter automatically. Or manually. I, I, uh, manually. Know, I, I they, there's no automatic they, reading. They have to read it manually is what right. I meant to say. I, I went online after they installed it, and I guess some people are afraid of the, the waves going through the whole house all the time. And Yes. You know. And there's lots of theories, conspiracy and other out there, talking about smart meters. And I will tell you that, Bill, from talking to folks that I know, even solid individuals that have no skin in the game, that have either worked on smart meters or had them apart or been in that industry or have installed them, uh, the majority of those are false. But, yes, they are monitoring what you're using in the house, and that part of it I don't like. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I'm not, I don't care about all the waves and the rest of the stuff because, frankly, Bill, with all of the different – we just talked about Wi-Fi. With Wi-Fi, what's coming out of your cell phone, you know, on down the line we go, there have been waves in the air right, for, right. You know, a, for eons when it comes to that end of it. That's not my concern. It's more of what are they watching that I'm doing that I don't want them watching. Have you had your one yet put on your house? Uh, mine, when I moved in, it was already there, so it's there, and I haven't opted out of it. When they did it at my house, it must have been training or something. There was three of them. You know, and three guys. They kind of ticked me off because they moved all my barbecues and stuff. You sure. Know I mean? You know, and I, I'm I'm retired from Excel. You know, yeah, but, so you would know. You, I mean, you, you again. You're you're on the inside of that as much as anybody is, Bill. I and, didn't tell us nothing. Well, I worked in the plants, but uh, but they did change it without losing any power inside the house, which was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't have to reset fifteen clocks. That is pretty good, actually. 
Hey, quick question on cars. Can yes. I do that now? Yeah, go ahead. You know, I, I can't decide if uh, my Colorado, my new Colorado, what do you think, cold air intake or cane and filter? Well, if you want the most, you know, the most power out of it, do the whole cold air intake. The filter is great, but the best power will be a full cold air. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my, I got the truck in February. I think I'm on all my own gas now. Okay. I, I've got that's your call then at that oh. point. Don't know if it's a huge issue. Yeah, I got 350 miles on the thing. So, but now, so my wife, it's time for her to get a new one. Have you seen the new Trailblazer yet? Uh, I have. I've not driven one yet, but I have seen it. What would you think? They're small. Yes, they are. They're too small for me, but you know, for a lot of folks, they probably would work fine. You know, see, the, to me, it's taking a, a small engine and turbo and putting a turbo on it. You know, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know if to, uh, I, I've done a. A few things, you know, YouTube, of course, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of negative reviews, like cheap stuff, cheap interior. Well, they've made that a, you know, what their market for that is the small, affordable SUV. You know, because, like, even, like, the tailgate, no electric tailgate. Right. You know, right. Like, my wife, she's a teacher. You know, when she gets to the car, her hands are full. Correct. Correct. So, so yep. probably, well, who knows? Okay, that's about it. No, Bill, thanks. I appreciate it very much. Jeff in Western Montana, hang tight. We'll take you as soon as we come back from the break. Give you plenty of time. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Did you know that all insurance companies and their agents are not equal? They aren't equal in service, how they handle claims, or how they protect you, the customer, in the case of an accident, especially one that is not your fault. You want the best insurance company and agent to represent you that money can buy. And I have found Paul Lewinberger at American National Insurance, an A-plus rated insurance company. Paul will go the extra mile for you and help you find the right coverage that meets your needs. He can handle your home, auto, RV, boat, ATV, RTV, motorcycle, second home, or your life insurance. Paul will truly look out for your best interest and make sure you have the coverage you need. Don't buy insurance from people you don't know and have never met. Buy from a locally trusted agent that I've known for 10 plus years. Paul Lewinberger, American National Insurance, 303-662-0789 or find him at drive-radio.com or at fixitradio.com. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. 
Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. Increase comfortability in your home with a UV air purifying system from Absolute. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offers dynamic air solutions you won't find at most HVAC companies. Unfortunately, not all air purification products deliver on their promises. Before selecting a product, the team at Absolute personally met with the scientists who developed the technology, installing systems in their own homes to make sure they really work. The science makes sense. Your ultraviolet purifier attaches to your furnace, killing particles like dust, mold, and even most viruses at the source before the air blows through your vents into the rest of your house. One small unit purifies the air throughout your home, eliminating odors. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air today for an air purifier that works. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we're back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Larry Unger, Jeff from Western Montana joining us now. Jeff, how are you, sir? I am better than I deserve, guys. How about you? Good. Did you get any snow out of this last little storm we got? Um, I don't know if we got it out of that one, but, yeah, winter has arrived in earnest. There's some snow on the ground. Not okay. a lot yet, but it's... Yeah, we have a little dabble here and there, a little more, right little more maybe coming next Wednesday. We'll see. Hard to say. Yeah, well, we'll take it. In the high desert, you know. It's, we'll yeah. take it. Oddly enough, oddly enough, before I get to my point, we have about the same amount of annual uh, yeah. precipitation that Colorado does. I, once, you t- once you told me that, I did some studying, and I just I found that amazing. But you, no, I, you're spot on. Sure do. Yep. So, I, it's my, Western Montana's like Colorado, but more oxygen and fewer people. There you go. Uh, yeah. Regarding um, smart homes and stuff, I, I I don't know. I tuned in about 15 after, so I don't know if you talked about this yet or not. But security is a big big deal. I'm uh, w- won't put in smart stuff in my home for the same reason. I don't have an Amazon Echo or a Dot or any of the other devices. I mean, it's bad enough having to carry a cell phone around that um, can be manipulated to listen in on things and track you. Yeah, and and that's not done. That's not set out of uh, paranoia um I, I don't think i ever told you this before but my career in the air force was uh, in intelligence particularly signals intelligence so um i learned all about how to uh, manipulate signals and do different things and so um all of that stuff just scares the bejeebers out of me in terms of privacy 
Um, well, unless and, you and, lock and, down and, your and home you're very better, carefully. You're a better expert at this than I. So where you know, I guess the question I would have is, you know, where's the trade-off? Because some of the advantages of the home automation, of course, is being able to turn some lights on and off and make it look like your home and hopefully thwart some would-be burglar, you know, front porch cameras to, you know, catch porch pirates and things like that. I mean, where where's that trade-off, Jeff? For me, it would be to make sure I have a reputable company who knows how to lock down the system okay. and, and put all the security that's available in place. Because a lot of times, folks, and I don't know if this is a case, I'm just going to use it as an example, simply say if it's an out-of-the-box thing, and I'm sure they give people instructions on how to secure it, but unless you follow those instructions, you know, you could have um, uh, folks on your Wi-Fi uh, if you if you don't use VPNs and different things, you get folks on your Wi-Fi sniffing you and figuring True. out what you're doing with different things. True. And uh, so that would be the key for me is to, uh, if you're doing it from your phone, make sure you have a VPN. Make sure that your system has been locked down. Everything is passworded. Everything knows who you're talking to. A lot of a lot of home routers and modems you can. Uh, identify the IP addresses on your network and say, only talk to these guys and right. nobody else. Right. And so, um, Correct. you know, there's a myriad of things you can do. But Which, really quick, um, by the way, along those lines, Jeff, one thing I have learned is there are a, and I just went through this so I can, I can talk to this personally, there are a lot of what I would call plug-and-play devices that, while they might seem really easy on the surface, they do not give you that ability to go in and do some customization like you're talking about now. And granted, the average person probably doesn't know how anyways, but you know, somebody like myself or you, there are only certain products you can even use that will do what we want them to do. Right. And anytime a company called Google offers me something, I uh, immediately grow suspicious. So um, that's just me. Uh, uh, slightly different topic. Yeah, well, and real quick, um, uh, no, let, me, let me add one more thing to that, Jeff. And, and, I, and by the way, I agree, I agree with you. The one thing that I also do know is the better companies, at least from what I've seen, allow you somewhere during that setup process to opt out of sending them data yep. of what you're doing and even, you know, feedback, if you would. And they make it, you know, kind of color it up where it's like, you know, will you send us data to, you know, to help improve the product and blah, blah, blah. Well, the answer is automatically no, because you'll improve it other ways anyway, so you don't need my data. That's So I, I do know that a lot Amen. of them will offer that as well, Jeff. Amen. And, uh, yeah, you just, you, I guess bottom line is you just need to be careful Agreed. when you do that, because you could be leaving your front door open electronically and not even realize it. Agree. Um and I just, I just want to say something about Bill when he was talking about getting a new furnace. His furnace is 25 years old. It's probably an 80% efficient. Correct. And unless there's problems with it, I mean, it's his furnace. He gets to do what he wants. But I would recommend not changing it out unless you really need to because um, you're going to pay a lot more. And uh, the return you get might not be what you think. I mean, if, if say, a new furnace costs, Twenty five hundred bucks, which is pretty cheap, actually. It is actually, if you think it, about and it. it. Yeah, and it saves you twenty dollars a month on your heating bill. That means it's going to take uh, one hundred twenty five months right. for it to yep. pay back, or ten years. Ten and years. So you yep. know, 
Yep, those sorts of things. Yeah, you know, you really need to do the math on, you know, what's the BTU savings going to be? Now, I will say that the one thing that you also have to keep in mind on that that I would also caution everybody on is it may be 20 today, Jeff, but as they continue to rise those, you know, raise those prices up, will it be 40 tomorrow? And that's the questions I can't answer. Because every year the energy prices are going up. They're not going to come down. Yeah, at least during this administration. Not exactly. So that, it, it is something to, you, know, you, you bring up a great point, and there always is that cost-benefit analysis that, that, frankly, you've got to do on every single thing you're doing. And I understand some folks just want the, you know, the, the, you know in some cases these newer furnaces can be a little more comfortable, and, and you know, they do work a little better and so on. But at, at the end of the day, you're correct. You've got to do the cost-analysis-benefit, and is it worth doing? Yeah, and then when we lived in Colorado, I put in a variable stage furnace. Yep. Uh, and I, the odd thing was is that I never had it operate on the first stage only because I think there was like a 12-minute cutoff before it went to the second stage. And our house was big enough that it started single stage, but it always went to double stage. So in my mind, it was like, well, why don't I just start with double stage and get right. it over with quicker? Correct. Um, I, I'm not sure I was really saving anything, but I um, and you know, and you bring up a great point. In some cases, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you are. Um, and again, I'm not an expert. You know, we've got Arc and Absolute both that you know come on air and talk about the furnaces and that end of things and so on. And for those of you listening, Arc, who's really stationed in the south end of town, Absolute north end of towns, is kind of that you know kind of where you need to look at who do you call according to where you're at in town. But we've got you know pretty much all ends, even all the way down to the springs you know, covered on that, Jeff. But again, and I'm not an expert in that area, but I'm like you. I don't want to just replace something to replace it. It it needs to pay for itself, or I don't want to I don't want to go through the hassle. Yep. Yes indeed. And uh, I've got another question, but I'll call back during drive radio on that one. It has to do with uh, uh, snow plowing, actually, a question. Oh, perfect. Yeah, no, that, that sounds great. No, definitely do that. And and I and again I appreciate your comments and your knowledge on you know, the end of it where, you know, again, I, and I think you're correct, Jeff, there's a lot of folks out there that don't know how to lock down the network there. They've even got, you know, maybe even the standard password that the the uh, modem or the router that they have came with. And, you know, the hackability of some of those things is there. Uh, I'm also a guy where I don't turn on my guest network end of things. It's like, if I want you to be using my Wi-Fi, then I will give you the password and let you know what that is. But otherwise, you're not. So I don't even set up the guest side of the of the networks really on purpose because of some of what we're talking about. Well, just remember that just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Oh, they are. <laughs> they're out to get you for sure, Jeff. That I can that I can assure you. You know that as well as anybody. Yeah, and uh oh, the other one other thing was uh, the smart meters. Yeah, that they want to be able to control how how they put energy into your house, and if you're not willing to let them do that, they're going to charge you for that privilege. That's right. That's they're, right. They're, they're, they're going to make they're going to make you suffer. That's Big Brother, and and suffering is a relative term. I mean, ten, eleven, twelve bucks a month is not really suffering, but they're going to make you pay for your. Well, and and for Jeff, your really quick, so you, your autonomy. You, you know far more about this than I do. What's the end goal other than just trying to figure out who's using what in a more intricate way? What's their end goal with the smart meter? I mean, they know how much energy and kilowatts you're using, you know, on whatever meter goes in. What's their end goal with the smart meter? Uh, I don't know that there is one end goal. I mean, right now they aggregate the, the meter reading automatically, even with the dumb meters. They uh, 
they broadcast through a central aggregator, and then that gets sent up to a satellite. So they can do the automatic reading without a smart meter. Um, but right, but what the smart meter does, the, the state is is to uh, purposes just to allow the power company to reduce power and cause brownouts instead of blackouts in different areas. Mm-hmm. In an, in a, an era of rationed energy, that's the stated reason. Now, yeah. can they use it for other things? Um, yeah, the Patriot Act is a perfect example of that. Where, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, you don't need to worry about us reading your letters. Uh, checking out or seeing what you checked out of the library. No, that's because you're collecting my metadata, which is really what in signals intelligence we used to call externals. So it is intelligence gathering. You're looking at just the external parts of the signals and saying who are you talking to, what time of day, what frequency, um, are there any patterns in all of this? I Mm -hmm. mean, people can use that data any way they want to. They might, and again, this sounds paranoid, but it's a possibility that, you know, they go down to John's house and go, you know, he's using an awful lot of electricity during this part of the day. I wonder what he's doing. You no, know, can agree. we use that to get a search warrant to go in? Yep. I mean, you know. Yep. No, you're right. It's exactly what they're doing. Yep. Fully agree. No, I, I don't think that's paranoia at all, Jeff. I think those are just the facts. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they're doing that already. I hate to be that, that skeptic and that cynic, but. No, I think you're correct. Uh, well, all right. I'll let you go, Jeff. We'll come back. Larry and I will touch on that again because it does go into all of this. And some things, Jeff brought up some great points, which I'll touch on again as we come back. So don't go anywhere. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. Arc Electric is family-owned and operated since 1999. They specialize in all things electrical, commercial, and residential, and are specialists in living off the grid when it comes to your power needs. Exclusive electrician for XL Energy's Home Smart program and for Blue Ribbon Home Warranty. For security and customer service, they'll notify you via text message or phone call when a tech is dispatched to your home and also who that tech is so you know that when they're on the way and who is helping you. They also have a big announcement. They now offer HVAC. Arc Electric is also looking for team members that can troubleshoot and are great with customers and with technology. And as they add HVAC, those techs are needed as well. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, it's Arc Electric. That's Arc with a K. Call 303-656-3689. That's 303-656-3689. Or find them on the website, fixitradio.com. That's Arc Electric, Arc with a K. The rebate program with American National Insurance saves everyone money by incentivizing responsible money management. Depending on the cost, customers of Paul Leuenberger will sometimes choose to pay out of pocket rather than making a claim. 
because they'd rather receive the sizable rebate at the end of three years than pay their deductible now. As a result, American National Insurance tends to pay out fewer claims each year compared to the competition, which is in part what gives them an A credit rating. American National Insurance then passes along that benefit to their customers by keeping their rates as good or better than their competition. With other insurance companies, you'd need to purchase extra rider policies at additional cost in order to receive comparable coverage. But American National Insurance rewards personal responsibility. Call Paul Lewinberger now for more comprehensive home insurance coverage at remarkably reasonable rates. 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. Increase comfortability in your home with a UV air purifying system from Absolute. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offers dynamic air solutions you won't find at most HVAC companies. Unfortunately, not all air purification products deliver on their promises. Before selecting a product, the team at Absolute personally met with the scientists who developed the technology, installing systems in their own homes to make sure they really work. The science makes sense. Your ultraviolet purifier attaches to your furnace, killing particles like dust, mold, and even most viruses at the source before the air blows through your vents into the rest of your house. One small unit purifies the air throughout your home, eliminating odors. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air today for an air purifier that works. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, I, uh, I'm back with you. Larry Unger, of course, with us today as well. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Drive Radio coming up here in just a few minutes, or if it's Tuesday, it'll be Rush to Reason. But uh, Troy from Cheyenne, Ken Rackley, should be joining us as well. So Troy from Novus up in Cheyenne, Ken Rackley here in Aurora, should be joining us for Drive Radio here in just a few minutes. Back to smart meters and all of that. Larry and I were talking during the break. I will do my best to find someone that knows exactly what the end goal is with smart meters, what can they do, what they what can they control, how does all of that work. I will do my best to get somebody on, and we'll dedicate some time here in the uh, probably after the first of the year to that subject as well. So, so be aware of that. I'll let you guys know when we get that all set up. But back to uh, what Jeff was talking about up in western Montana. And, and by the way, I don't think he's being paranoid. I think there's a lot of things here that you need to be careful of. And I also do think that there is a trade-off on – some of what's going on here. And I do think you can still monitor your house, make it look like you're home and you're away and do all of that without sending, you know, more data than necessary to the powers that be. In other words, do I want them knowing every time I'm home and away? Well, no, but let's face it. Somebody with a pair of binoculars can do that anyway. So again, you have to look at what are the trade-offs of some of these things and to, you know, Jeff, I think is looking at it more of if they can monitor everything you're doing, even device wise in your home, do they then have the ability to have more control over you based upon that? And the answer of course would be yes. And I think that's where you have to be, you know, careful. even the programmable thermostats, if they're talking and they're telling that, you know, Hey, you know, John likes to keep his house at 74 degrees when it ought to be at 69 degrees in the, in the winter time, you know, I mean, are those things where they could come in and mandate, at some point in time down the road, what those temperatures are actually going to be. I don't have those answers, folks. I don't know. 
I really don't. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if they had the ability to shut it down. To a... Yeah, or can they control it down themselves? Yep. I, I don't know, folks. I, I've never experienced anything like that happening where, you know, you come home one day and a light's on that was off previous or, you know, the temperature has changed. Now, in my world, I don't have any, you know, programmable thermostats in in, uh, in the inside of my house, I have them in my shop, but that's a whole different ball game. But I can, I can tell you, I've never walked out to the shop and have thing adjust, you know, have those things adjusted for me. You know, I, I know what the settings are. I know what the schedule is. I've never seen those things, you know, change from the schedule that I have put into play. And I'm on just an old two wire system for you know my hot water heat, and I don't think with it. It just gets set at a certain you know temperature, and it's kept that way but you know do they have the ability even through a smart meter to monitor how much the boiler runs or the furnace runs even outside of those thermostats and again i don't have those answers we'll get somebody on here in the near future that can talk about smart meters but what i will tell you is there is a lot of home automation some good some junk and even even back to what jeff from montana was saying some where they're really probably spying on you when it comes to that automation so you need to do your research like i said initially i do think so you don't end up with a big hodgepodge of whatever it is you're going to do to help automate things you're best off to do all of your research on the front side figure out exactly what direction what platform if you would it goes back to the tools questions that we had you know in the the conversation we had last week larry when it even comes to what platform of tools are you going to be a DeWalt guy, a Milwaukee guy, a Makita guy, a Ryobi guy? You know, what are you going to do? I think home automation is a lot the same way. What platform are you going to use? Which one are you the most comfortable with? And then stick with that is what I would say. Well, it's no different than your hand tools. You like Craftsman. You like Snap-on. You like what, you know, whatever you like is what you're going to get. And you stay with it. And you stay with it. Having a hodgepodge typically doesn't work no, out. So, no. All right. Drive Radio's coming up next. Again, if you're listening on Tuesday, it'll be Rush to Reason. But thank you all for listening. You can always listen to a replay of this program on Tuesday from 2 to 3 o'clock or via podcast, or it's played again on Sundays as well. But don't forget, you can always hear our podcast. They are on Drive Radio's website, by the way. I don't have a special account for Fix It Radio, but drive-radio.com is where you can go to find all of the podcasts for Fix It Radio. We'll be right back, though. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio's up next. This is KLZ 560.